Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Beer Got Me Here, a podcast that dives into the world of craft beer through the point of view of a fan of the art, a customer of local, national, and international brands, and just a genuine lover of craft beer. With this episode, I'll be going over one of my first brewery tours with Broadhead Brewery, with that fun experience that gave me a newfound respect for brewers, and of course, a bonus feature regarding Beer Can Appreciation Day. Let's get started. As the episode title suggests, January 24th is Beer Can Appreciation Day. So, how will you be celebrating today? Stacking as many colorful variety of cans in an Instagram-worthy snapshot to commemorate the day? Or just cracking open some of your favorite brews and relaxing this weekend? Or maybe a combination of the two? I'm probably going to do the combo myself. But I'll get into more details about the day in a little bit. I'd like to start off with one of my first brewery tours. Now this is going back about six, maybe seven years ago. And one of my first brewery tours that I went to was at Broadhead Brewery, which is in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I've had their beer on several occasions before, testing out and highly enjoying their brew at some pubs and at a setup at Oktoberfest one time. I I don't even think I realized, at least early on, that their brewery was even local. It may have been at the time when we went to Oktoberfest, when chatting with one of the staff members behind the kiosk is uh, when I found out that their brewery was local. I was pretty excited to hear that. It must have been the dead of winter that night we went to the brewery and our tour was around the evening. This was back when their brewery was in a little business park in the Pian sector of Ottawa. There was a pretty decent turnout when we arrived at their tap room waiting to start the tour. I'd say at least 12 to 15 others, including myself and Kyle. Our tour guides were three young lads who were the owners of the brewery. Their story was really quite something. And as they were showing us around, which was a fairly small space, but large enough for what they need for an effective microbrewery, they detailed their history for their reason behind starting their brewery. What I wasn't expecting them to talk about was that they were previously engineering students in university. Okay, so engineering students. That's quite the discipline, and not really what you consider as a discipline within a career in brewing beer. So how do you really get from engineering students to a successful local microbrewery? Like any university student, you're going to party, you're going to have a few drinks. Having said that, when you're a uni student, what you have very little of for a while is money. Their way of combating this issue was learning how to make their own beer instead. Now, I haven't personally tried brewing my own beer yet, so I'm not sure what kind of investment would be made in order to get for either a kit or from scratch, the equipment, the literature, etc. Whatever the case, they made it work. They liked it. People liked it. They began selling their product, inevitably leading them to their brewery where we were touring, which in itself was very impressive. And of course, where their engineering minds became rather useful for the operations of their facilities. They built and laid out everything themselves, which at first look, you would think it was legitimate brewery equipment, especially if you aren't quite sure what a brewery layout looks like. It turns out they either built it themselves or in one circumstance that I was particularly fond of, they repurposed used farming equipment to act as their tanks, as it was a cost-effective method than to purchase new commercial brewery equipment. What's even more impressive They had created an operating system that controlled the day-to-day operations of their brewery. So really, the message here is when you're in school debt, figure out how to make delicious beer, start a brewery, and to hell with your degree. Granted, your degree is in various disciplines of engineering and software development, and you're great at bargain hunting for potential useful equipment. 
How cool is that? Starts off as a makeshift basement brewery to successful business, although over the years it doesn't seem to be a rare story, where those who have started from just a basement or a garage and made their way to some success from working extremely hard to perfect their product, spending more money than they are making money, if at all, in the early stages. Another thing we noticed on our tour, the three young gentlemen guiding our tour were all nicely bearded. Me and Kyle at the time, and still now, have always had beards, and ours at the time were growing out fairly well, so we figured that we passed the prerequisite of getting a job at the brewery. We would fit right in. As of late 2019, they moved shop to a much larger space from the Nepean district out to Orleans. I was there around January 2020 when it was still fairly fresh. I have yet to do a brewery tour, but their tap room is definitely impressive and quite the leap from their previous location. It definitely has the impression of a traditional tap room. You've got the two-story exposed ceiling with all the mechanical showing, but it looks like they use decorative acoustical panels hanging throughout the ceiling. Dark wood and exposed brick, large exterior windows across from their bar, and of course giant viewing windows looking into their base of operations, which looked like they had some actual investment on commercial brewing equipment. There were shiny, towering steel tanks that were glowing through I really wanted to take a tour that evening, but hopefully sometime in the near future I'll have the honor of being able to tour their facilities once again and get the story as to their progress from the mid-2010s to today that led them to their beautiful new brewery. Maybe have a personal chat with them, or better yet, get them on the podcast to tell their story about their recent success, and of course more detail about their start to it all. I'll also let you know if my next bearded tour lands me a job in their brewery. Fingers crossed. Along with their move, one thing I have noticed recently is their logo and branding has changed. Their previous logo was a banner-style name of Broadhead flagged over a pint glass in front of a green bottle top, and all their beer types were clever names to coincide with their flavors, such as Blueprint for their Blueberry Blonde or Night Shift Stout. Their new logo and branding takes on a more minimalistic and traditional style, looking as if it's keeping up with the old-fashioned titling that seems to be making a comeback. It's now their broadhead title in front of a silhouette of a cogwheel, their establishing date of 2011, and their flavor branding is describing exactly what it is. Oatmeal Stout, Pilsner, Lager, any IPA, with colors of their cans coinciding with their flavor. Looks like I'll have to update my branded pint glass on my next visit. Maybe one of the teku glasses I've been noticing lately? Is that how you say it? Teku, teku? Broadhead's story from that visit in their smaller operation of just a few guys excited to make beer really had me hooked with the idea of doing more of these tours and learning about other stories because it seems like every microbrewery has a unique story to tell. It's fun to hear them. It's fun to drink their product, and it's fun to share it with you. And I'm glad my experience started with these guys because their particular story just seems serendipitous. I can't imagine that it would have quite worked out the same way had they not been in their respective fields in university, and this is where it took them. I'm sure most people who get into engineering don't say, gee, I can't wait to get my master's in engineering and open my brewery. Since that tour, I've wanted to go on many more, and since then, I've been to a decent amount, either 
by guided tours or just visiting their taproom dining area, but really not enough to satisfy me. For now, I'll have to put all those tours on a back burner, but I'm excited to eventually get back on tours and taking in more craft brewery history. So if you're in Ottawa or planning to visit Ottawa, drop by Broadheads in Orleans. Their location is up on their website along with merchandise and available beer for purchase. The link to their website will be provided in the episode description. Now we get on to Beer Can Appreciation Day. I was interested in knowing more of the various beer-related holidays that exist nationally and internationally, as my first experience with a beer holiday was International Gruet Day. It was a very fun event held by the hard workers at Bose Brewery in Van Cleek Hill, Ontario, which I'll detail in another episode. The list of beer-related holidays are quite vast, and I'm hoping I can celebrate all of them this year. When looking into the next holiday, I just so happen on my targeted upload date for this episode happened to be Beer Can Appreciation Day. A bit of a ways back, January 24th, 1935, is when canned beer first made it to market, a couple of years after Prohibition came to an end. Now, since cans were already a popular method of food storage for decades, it made sense to do the same for beer, as it would have made for a cheaper alternative than bottled but it never seemed to have worked out previously. And then, of course, Prohibition and the Great Depression soon following. Once Prohibition came to an end, the American Can Company developed the type of can that would be used to contain and distribute beer. This was done so by pressurizing the cans and coating the inside of the tin. Kruger was the first beer company to sell these canned beer, which proved to be a profitable choice, and logical choice since... They were stackable and much quicker to chill than the alternative. This became very useful to ship beer to soldiers during World War II, until production of cans were paused to allow metals to take precedence in the war. National brands had also taken advantage of canned beer market later on. As it stands today, cans are still a popular choice amongst microbrewers as cans retain freshness and flavor and are not exposed to the damaging effects of UV rays that cause beer to become skunky. They're also lighter in weight, which help for savings and shipping costs. I've seen some pretty amazing can designs floating around from many microbreweries that really add to an artistic flair that blends well with creating craft beer. So with respect to Beer Can Appreciation Day, hopefully you've brought home a nice canned craft beverage. I'll be sure to look into more of these holidays, these beer-related holidays, as the podcast continues. This has been another brief yet fun episode of Beer Got Me Here. I am looking into increasing episode times in near future as I will be attempting to get in contact with various local breweries, but until then I will keep sharing my tour experiences to date in upcoming episodes. I think it's time for a pint. Cheers. Cheers.